review, y'all. Jump. The rest of the film. Jump. With my boy, Todd Hastings. Todd Hastings open his bitch. And that new Dylan got broke. Dylan got. So what you got? You know what it is. Come on. Welcome, everyone, to the sexy phlegm edition of the Wrestler Review. I'm John, definitely have the flu, but still doing a show, Hastings. And bring it up for any excuse to skip a week, it's Dylan Gott. What's up, you fucking fair weather host? I am the best host. I am the ruler of all things. John, did you see the poll we posted online? I did not. I've been off social media because I've been a sick boy and my phone kept making noises. Oh, I was sick, so I can't click. Judging by our audience, John, the most important thing about this podcast is come. Oh, yeah. It's literally the binding (laughs) agent of this podcast's existence. 56% of people said come. 38% said wild accusations. 6% said wrestling. If you're a new listener, that's the best way to describe this podcast. Oh, is that? Because right now, we're going to talk about a man who may be the toughest survivalist pedophile we've ever produced on this god's green earth here hardcore holly everybody ladies and gentlemen get ready for dylan to break out i think the best impression of (coughs) all the rest of the review impressions oh he's crying i'm not crying i'm crying that's laughter tears those are laughter tears coughing like a bitch dylan do your hardcore do your hardcore holly impression please for the love of god it's so good Fuck you! There you go. It's it's Jim Cornette, but tougher. I have three basic impressions. See, this is good because the audience is trained is trained for involuntary things since you yawn so much. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> they're just gonna squeak right through this, buddy. They're uh they're gonna really miss the days of yawning. Now it's gonna be unhealthily loud and deep coughs. <laughs> But we're, of course, doing Hardcore Holly. Uh, it's going to be at least a two-part. No, parter. three we parts. It's going to be three yet. parts. Here's first part, up to Job Squad. Second part, H- Hardcore Holly, Attitude Era. Third part, Ruthless. You have to do de- dedicate a whole hour to their weird idea. All right. Who's going to be on our main event scene? Shawn Michaels? No. Uh, Kurt? No. Uh, I know. That that groundskeeper who just called a rake the N-word. Get Hardcore Holly in here. <laughs> no, man. He, he only got one pay-per-view with Lesnar, and Lesnar didn't want to work with him, even though Lesnar had broken his neck. It was basically the reason that he had to work with him in the main Controversial event. statement. I'm on Lesnar's side on this one. If you are younger, do yourself a favor and go watch the first promos Brock Lesnar did because he has just steroid baby oh, voice. Delicious. I just want to let That's all he says. And then Paul And then you can watch Hardcore Holly do a promo which is based Fuck you! Yeah. Crash Hall get over here! Fuck you! Fuck me! Somebody fuck me! Fuck off! All right, well, here's the problem with Hardcore Holly is you want him to be the world's history's greatest monster, and he's just a nice southern man who wanted to be a wrestler. Here's how you know. He paid so much for wrestling training. $3,000 to Rip Rip (laughs) Tyler and Bob Sweeten. By the way, Bob Sweeten is such a piece of shit. Even Bruce Pritchard says he smells like rotten fish. And you know if... If noted smelly tub of shit, Bruce Pritchard is like, who he was P.U. You know you actually are an absolute whiff man. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is insane. I Here's basically what happened was they gave him. All right, so hard. Breathe, Holly, breathe your heart. You're hard. You're too hard. The blood has left your brain. <laughs> you're too hard. You're talking about. You're talking about a former welder learning how to fake fight. I know that this is this is this is your lesbian porn. <laughs> so they give him three grand, and then they say he goes, uh, "Hey, what what do you want me to do here, Bob?" And Bob says, "Yeah," and he just hits him with a bat, and then he goes, "That's wrestling," yeah. and that happened for a month. He didn't. Once again, this old fucking uh, this old story, but they didn't quote unquote smarten him up. For the entire length of his career. Bob Hawley was the only person that was keeping. (laughs) He would watch the the UFC and be like, why the fuck am I not facing fucking one of the fucking Garcigis or whatever the fuck? 
fuck they're called! You know what, man? I listened to him on Stone Cold Steve Austin, and it was so much more affable than... I, I know, this is the problem with Bob Holly is that he is... De like, if it was, like, alright, we need to form a hit squad to take out all the pedos in wrestling, we would have to call Bob Holly because he was like, I'll tell you who did stuff to me. <laughs> well, here's the thing about Bob, though, is, uh, he really does feel like, I mean, we'll address this later on, of course, but he's a guy that probably could have got farther in wrestling um, if he just would have been more political, but instead he had, like, the... He had JL, JBL's bully persona, but he didn't, like, take a shit in the new guy's bag ever. Basically, the problem was is that he was a bully, but not in the way that... Not loud enough that Vince McMahon found out and found it charming. Yeah, although he does later on yell at Vince McMahon pretty badly, which is pretty good stuff. Basically, what it is is... Hardcore Holly, for the most part, hit. Listen, you shouldn't beat someone up at your job. But when you read about him, like, oh, well, he was a bit stiff with Rene Dupree. It's like I don't know Rene Dupree, but looking at his eyes, it seems like he's a bit of a dick. <laughs> yeah, well, Rene Dupree famously got a big push, and then basically did what all people do when they get a big push. He kind of like walked around like he was shit, and. Uh, yeah, man. No one liked that, especially Bob Hawley. Like, if you're gonna get a a big push around Bob Hawley and start acting like you're better than him, you're gonna get. Also, here's the thing: it's not like he actually punches the. I don't know. We'll get into. What's also very interesting, by the way, is that for some reason, because usually Dave Meltzer makes weird excuses for bullies backstage, i.e., Undertaker. We're looking at you, Dave, when it comes to the Undertaker. But for Dave Meltzer, he doesn't miss an opportunity to be like, ah, I just want to let you know the amount of times people have told me that Bob Holly is bad news backstage. Um, it's 1,152 times, exactly. I have them tabulated in a little notebook. It's a green little notebook. It has a sticker on the side that my son put a sticker on my green notebook. It's very. I scolded him because now my notebook doesn't match my other notebooks. I have a correlated notebook system. <laughs> I would believe you. It's like, son, you, you, made the, you, made, you made them not match. You made them not match. Now I have to take out your eyes. There must be punishment for this. He must. Oh, son. Oh, son. I guess you don't want to eat food. <laughs> oh, D Dave Meltzer is like the a serial killer meets that guy with a no deck in Game of Thrones. Varys? Oh, I've survived many, many different kings and queens. Yes. Dave Meltzer. I know Baron Corbin's favorite food, do you? Dave Meltzer refers to uh, sex as fluid exchange that I avoid. <laughs> My wife wanted to create another of me, but smaller. A baby? Okay. Yeah. I said, here's a bunch of it I store in the fridge. Rub it on your coochie. Is and just so you know, this smaller version of me will not know as much about uh, the Benoit murder as I do. I know a lot about it. <laughs> I know how he did it, and I'm going to recreate it to see if it I'm going to try it out on my <laughs> wife. <laughs> Oh, no. I would believe he would kill his wife just to be like, I wanted to see if it would work. I mean, every every week I feel like we are really testing the bounds of what can be said on iTunes, and I feel this this Hardcore Holly saga is really going to take the cake. We are less than 10 minutes in, and Dave Meltzer has every right to sue us into oblivion. Oh, whatever. If he doesn't like being called a fucking pedophile, then he shouldn't be I mean, a we haven't called we haven't <laughs> called Dave Meltzer a pedophile. We just called him a family murderer. You just upped the ante by being like, oh, and he's also a pedophile. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, well, if we're going to slander, let's go all out, baby. Good point. Baby, baby, hey, baby, baby, Dave, baby. maybe release more newsletters and stop fucking those kids, bruh. Yeah, hashtag real talk. All right, the year is 1987. We are in the Mobile, um, Alabama area. <laughs> Oh, yes, we are, baby. Who is he teaming Oh, you know he is teaming with Ron Starr and Robert Gibson. Woo-woo. <laughs> I love the idea of Robert Gibson and Bob Holly being a tag team. Hey, Bobby, I saw some 13-year-olds who were looking nice and tight. Hey, fuck you. You fucking pervert. You're fucking 46 years old. You stick your dick in your own pant. You fuck a wall, buddy. I will fucking kill you. And then, you don't fuck down when it comes to age, Robert. You fuck up. You should be fucking grandmas. They're more experienced. They will please you. <laughs> Get your head out of your fucking ass, man. Fuck you. I guarantee when Jer Jim Cornette first saw him just like screaming at an old Oh, he just started weeping. He just started... He just started, just, he, so erect. 
What you fucking doing? Who are you? I'm Bob Holly. Who the fuck are you? Fuck you. Fuck you. They just kiss. <laughs> just in so intensely. Like the most intense kiss you can have without using tongue. They just kept their eyes open and just lipped on lipped for like three minutes. Jim Cornette just looked at Bob Holly and whispered, when the student is ready, the master will appear. <laughs> I've never beautiful. Me either. Yeah. Now fuck off. Bob, I was wondering if you wanted to come with me outside where we could just tell children to stop being cuz. You fucking got it. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> he moves on to Memphis and like a lot of people, here's what I think is the other thing is he... I think was less, maybe I'm just placing this, but he was less diplomatic than a lot of people. Also, we are, we're also forgetting also, this. you got to remember, Sorry. his early run, he's Jim Cornette's guy. Jim Cornette, much like Paul Heyman, it wasn't a good idea to be associated with him because they, he, they were both very vocal in Vince's ear, and Vince would just be like, I don't like this guy. I don't want to use this guy. Stop telling me about this guy. Fuck it, punish this guy. And I guarantee that's the problem throughout Bob Holly's career is He's a bit of a mouthy ass who doesn't present very well. So, of course, Jerry Jarrett, noted dick, is going to fucking fuck with him and not pay him well. Because, A, he's new in the business, so they feel they can get away with it. They're one of the last territories by this time because it's, what, 87 to 90? Yeah, so this is territorial wrestling. was so big in 86 and then is dead by 89, except for Memphis, basically. So, of course, Jerry Jarrett's keeping his fucking belt tweet. And not paying anyone, and I guarantee Bob Holly every time he got a check, like, fuck you. Oh yeah, it was twelve. The, the fifteen dollars a night. Woo. For for a twelve no fifteen dollars a night for twelve oh, days. Yeah, dollar a day, baby. He didn't. It didn't cover his expenses. But here's how much Bob Holly likes wrestling, though. This is this is this is something he says towards the end of the year. He only had one year in his wrestling career where he made more money than he would have as just staying a welder. Which says a lot about how much welders are paid and a lot about how, like, mid-card WWF guys were paid. I'm sure it's way better now just because... He was upper mid-card for two years in, in, during the Attitude Era, and the fact that a welder was making more, that's pretty fucking insane. I will dispute that. I think he was, like, true mid-card. The Hollies were Incorrect. great, but they were true... No, uh, WrestleMania anyway. 2000, he was upper mid-card. You a blithering piece of shit who's bad at everything. That's you. What's the furthest thing from a man? Because that's what Bob Holly calls Jeff Jarrett. Which, Jeff Jarrett also, who... Oh, fuck, who did he say this to? Jog my memory on this? Where he catches someone looking at their check and just passes by. And keep in mind, this is Jeff Jarrett when his dad owns the promotion. He goes, uh, you can keep looking at your check. It's not going to make it any bigger. Oh, my God. I don't know where that's from, but that's the worst thing I've ever heard my entire life. Who did he say life. that to? He said that to somebody. But anyway, he, that's, that's his reputation. Bob Holly does not like Jeff Jarrett. Oh, he said that to, he said that to Dixie Carter uh, recently when she invested in some gold from Global Force Wrestling. By the way, if any of you... Dixie Carter doesn't give a shit about wrestling checks. That woman's getting fucking... That woman's hiring, like, male prostitutes... And, like, having them eat her out while she fucking watches herself on TV and goes, like, I look nice in that dress, didn't I, Kevin? My name's Rick. Keep licking, Kevin. If any of you want to be confused, check out what Global Force Wrestling was up to for years, which was, it was a giant pyramid scheme, and Jeff Jarrett is (laughs) a terrible man. Welcome to Global Force Wrestling. You, too, can sell this plasticware. Oh, my God, it was fucking madness. (laughs) I hope it's like a, I hope it's a pyramid scheme like they run in the suburbs. Yeah. It's just, Jeff Jarrett went to the Midnight Express's house and was like, Bobby, I don't think you can resist this temptation. Look at all this plasticware. You can sell it. I'll sell it to you. Then you tell it to someone else. It's the perfect business. What's well, the most interesting thing about uh, is I guarantee the Rock and Roll Express bought a lot of Global Floors wrestling products and then are still like, that Jeff Jarrett's a good guy. That Vince McMahon's a no good son of a bitch, right? Who? Yeah, what? I could see the Rock and Roll Express being actually like a lot, like very, very well off because I do believe the Rock and Roll Express were like, uh, hey, ooh, ooh, let's buy some gold. Ooh, ooh, and buried in our front yard. Ooh, 
no, mid- no, incorrect. Midnight Express, Midnight Express, very well off. Rock and Roll Express, still doing indie dates, saved, no money. Buddy, that guy did a Canadian Destroyer this year at WrestleMania weekend. I mean, that's hell. We're living in hell. Why is he doing a Canadian? Fuck you, fuck you, Ricky. Because Morton. he's the fucking best, bro. Shut up. No, that I will. I will not take that. That is awesome. This is like a 96-year-old man doing a Canadian Destroyer and then Canadian Destroyer. And then he fucked the granddaughter of someone he fucked in 1983. And that woman is still 40 years old. That's the worst part of it. Yeah, he fucked a fucking... He probably just fucking sucking on 12-year-old tits. <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? Dylan loves pedophilia. <laughs> no, I don't. Nope. Edit, that, edit that last part out so everything I said was truthful. Ladies and gentlemen, the year is 1991. Jim Cornette says, I found a guy that's me, but a wrestler. And Bob Holly is brought to the WWF as a job guy. No, he was in. Uh, you're forgetting this. Uh, he was. Uh, he was in WCW uh, for a short while. He uh, lost to Lex Luger. He did some six man tag matches, uh, teaming with Powerhouse Tim Parker yeah. and Brad Bratton against Flair, Arn, and Barry Windham, which is who won? Pretty fucking crazy. Who won that match? <laughs> You know what? Brad Brat yeah. <laughs> triple pinned Flair, Arn, and Wyndham. And Arn was uh, quoted after as saying, You got to put over the yeah, it, was a, it was a power move from Jim Hurd. <laughs> he, uh, he was basically terrified uh, of just becoming a jobber, essentially. You hear this a lot from Mick Foley, where it's like, they in Mick Foley's first book, he outlines that it was like, since wins and losses actually mattered back then, and there was actually, like, different companies to go to, they would pay you 500 bucks to lose on TV, so it actually paid really, really well. So you could just fucking, like, stack chips. You could basically one day just, like, film four weeks of superstars and make two grand just by losing. It's something I always think of as a comedian. It's the, you got a radio show in a smaller yeah. city as the funny guy, which is... You'll make consistent bat like consistent okay money, but when that goes away, you're fucked. Yeah, or the uh, I do crowd warm up thing. Ah, uh, yes, the classic I do crowd warm up thing. Okay, we're gonna play a little game here. It's called count count my look at my eyes. Look at them. How dead are my eyes? You all had uh, trivia before the show. Yeah, crowd warm up for like a weird TV show. Someone, by the way, recently saw crowd warm up and. He got everyone in the audience to sing the national anthem from the country they were in. Said, "Have a good night." Brought on the host. No one laughed once, and the crowd were like, they saw the guy literally leave out the back of the studio and get into a car. And they were like, "It's the boldest thing I've ever seen in my life." That's real. I saw a better version of that, but it was Motorhead playing. They were opening for Iron Maiden, and uh, it was Iron Maiden. Motorhead open, then Judas Priest, Dio, and Iron Maiden, and Motorhead uh, came on. Lemmy said, Canadian cigarettes suck. He flicked a cigarette at a guy in the front row. The guy went, ah, fuck, it's on my shirt. Then they played five songs, and then they left the stage, and then he just saw like this huge... <laughs> limo that sounded like a motorcycle just leave like legit five minutes after they got off stage like let me like let me like essentially dropped his base and was like i'm going somewhere else <laughs> like, it's just... we uh we've discussed this show so much so that my oldest friend was in the crowd and he was dressed like a real metalhead and you made fun of him the entire time of the concert yeah, of course we did yeah because you don't respect other people's choices because you're a bad person no, because I uh, I was born to do skits. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Not I funny. was born for this. I'm the fucking funniest guy in the goddamn world, you big-headed nope, fuck. Wrong. Why don't you fucking wrong, cough in the wrong. mic a bit more, you fucking... I have never been cuckolded by my body like you're allowing your body to cuckold you now. I would never do that. So 1991, the World Wrestling Federation. Bob Holly makes his first appearance. Uh, his sole match was teaming with Mike Sample in a loss to the Bushwhackers... How angry must Bob Holly have been to losing to the Bushwhackers? Actually, the Bushwhackers, as we covered, were like a fucking blood and guts tag team for years. But, oh my god. Also, don't know how I never made a joke about this before, but the Bushwhackers really just sounds like you're jacking off in the forest. Yeah, man. It's, it, it sounds like you're jacking <laughs> off on a pubist woman. I really like the... Whoa, 
Luke, what are you gonna do? I'm gonna go jack off in the in the bush. Whoa! <laughs> Let's lick some kids so we have something to use. I like that Vince McMahon's solution to this scary ass tag team is make them lick kids. Then they'll love them, and people did. Can you imagine? A te- I know we have a Bushwhackers episode, but just imagine a kid-friendly character now. Like if Rey Mysterio just licked. Oh, we go to jail. Everyone who likes wrestling would go to jail. <laughs> Every old man in the arena is just a Yeah, wrestler. you know, and this is, there wouldn't even be any readings of rights. It would just be someone yelling, you know why, you know why. <laughs> uh, you have no right, you have no, I'm not reading the Miranda rights, they do not apply to you. I understand. Also, best thing about the Bushwhackers ever, this is a point that has been made before on this program. My uncle, who is a an ancient man of art, a high, a well-educated intellectual, will always remember the Bushwhackers. Pardon me, what was that? Child No, that's your family. My family has never been caught. I mean, doesn't do that sort of thing. Um, always talks about the Bushwhackers saying he, they were the most unique performers he's ever seen in his life, which I always think is the best compliment for that team ever. It's just... They don't have any knees. They don't have an ability to do any wrestling moves. They're going to move their arms up and down and be remembered as being in the Royal Rumble. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome technical millionaires Butch and Luke. Yeah, man. And they and they uh, they roganed themselves before anybody did, by which I mean the Bushwhackers now do not look like they've aged just because they've always had uh, buzz cuts. That's it. Great point. So you can't even notice when they have gray hair. And they were baggy clothes you know what i mean so who knows is he 60 is he 12 who fucking knows they just looked they were born looking like they lost a fight in a bar in australia and they'll die but it's also australians canadians have this thing which is they look they get old real quick but they stay there for a long time yeah you look 30 at 20 but then you look 30 at 50 yeah it's the opposite it's like the it's a weird sort of halfway point of Particularly Chinese women who are like, they look 21 for 80 years, and then they just look like <laughs> dust. Yeah, and then it's raisin. Yeah. It's raisin time. Uh, do you understand what Jim Cornette is thinking when he compares Bob Holly to Bobby Eaton? I mean, I think it's just because Jim Cornette really likes Bobby. Can you see it at all? I don't see like. Here's a here's a weird thing to say. I never understood any of the praise Bobby got for like, for the most part. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't around then, obviously. Like, I wasn't like a smart wrestling fan when I was two, so I don't get it either. You could only, I think, really appreciate it if you just deep dived, like WCW in 1989, and were like, oh, he is a lot better than the Warlord or whatever. I'm better than the warlord at wrestling, and I've wrestled one match against another podcaster. <laughs> but I think that it's weird that he thinks Bob Holly's like Bobby Eaton when, like, Bob Holly has so many more intangibles than Bobby Eaton, by which I mean, of course, he can take his shirt off and people aren't like, that old woman, what's she Here's doing? Here's the thing. Right? Bob Holly's uh, interviews have never been mistaken for someone, uh, someone thinking the microphone was broken. I can't. I can't hear anything, but someone's <laughs> mouth is moving. Oh, yeah. Um, here's the difference, obviously. is uh, Bobby Eaton, very interesting, in that he's one of those guys which is people think he's like a cult hit wrestler when it's just some of his friends have become successful, so they're like, he's really good. And then it confuses the issue. I think that he's really good. I just think that he also... I like- do not get it. I think he's good in the Midnight Express. I'm not... Like, I don't get... You know what he is? He's a really good wrestler who... And there's a lot of really good wrestlers... And I, but the oh god, Dylan, there's is, good wrestlers he and he's a good wrestler. Fuck you. How about smart that? Smart wrestling history. He is the best promoter in, to smart wrestling fans ever, which is Jim Cornette, because Jim Cornette will not stop talking. Oh no. He just keeps on talking about how good Bobby Eaton is, and everyone's like, I guess Bobby Eaton's really good. Well, actually, he is really good, but there's like probably like six other dudes who are just as good. It's just they didn't meet Jim Cornette and impress him at the right. Yeah, time. they didn't live with Jim Cornette for eight years as they drove around the south and had bill watts psychologically torture them <laughs> yeah, exactly. by the way i timed to fart so good as i said bill farted and then said watts as if the his last name creates a smell oh what a great day you realize you realize podcast you can't smell the episodes i can't describe it to the audience and they can enjoy it too 
so he goes to Smoky Mountain Wrestling for a couple years, and it's very important to know this. Bob Hawley was working as a welder this entire time. He never thought to rely on the income he got from wrestling. This is just a passion project. Just as his father was a welder as well, but his father did, uh, he boxed at night. So that basically he's like living his dad's life where he has this weird show business thing that he's doing at night, but is just a welder because he wants the steady income. He was billed as Hollywood Bob Holly because that's what you can do when you're playing gymnasiums in the rural South. You can be like, hey, that guy, that guy's got muscles. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. He is Hollywood. I love a man that has to have two jobs is considered too big for his britches. I really like... <laughs> he's Hollywood because he's a welder. He's technically <laughs> in two tax brackets because of the effort he's putting in. You fucking pussy. I really like that. Why don't you quit one of your jobs so I can have a job? Yeah. Night times for Fuck sleeping, you. you fucking... You're from California. Fuck you. <laughs> Oh, man, you really should see Hollywood Bob Holly. He had teased hair. It was good. I assume Hollywood Bob Holly just looks like you, but less sexy. Nice. He looks like shitty Bret Hart. Oh, no. He looks exactly like shitty Bret Hart. It's very I mean, funny. that's that's a strong look because he looks like Bret Hart looks pretty shitty. I mean, here's basically the character, is they're in the rural south, and then Jim Cornette was like, go wear pink, they'll think you're gay, and then he did, and then they did. That's the character. Sounds good. Sounds right. Sounds like something Jim Cornette invented and would say. When wrestling was simple. Like, if we could play carnivals now as wrestlers, we could just, like, write, just Google Maps the place we're in, and then just, like... You know, do the two-finger thing where you go out so you can see the surrounding towns, ten of them, write them down in your hand, work those into a promo, you're the biggest heel on the show. That's all you have to do. Oh, yeah. Know way too much about high school football, and then just be like, why do you know a lot about high school football? That's creepy. And then everyone's like, boo! <laughs> like, that's all you gotta do. It sounds great. A lot of people in the front row went to Lanark District School for Boys, which means their moms taught them how to suck dick. <laughs> Fuck this guy! My mom didn't do that to me! My dad did. Um, oh, Dylan's being honest again. He comes in as Sparky Plug into the WWF. Um, what's his full name, Dylan? What is his full, un unfettered, wrestling Christian name? His god is Vince McMahon. Sorry. Sparky is his nickname. Yes, you're right. Thurman is Thank his you. first name. Thurman Sparky Here's Plug. my weird theory. Vince McMahon didn't watch him wrestle, thought he was a black guy. <laughs> okay. I think he did watch him wrestle. I just think he was like, this guy has no, no charisma, and I want a two-star athlete. And here's my favorite thing, is he picked the weirdest sport to be a two-star Oh, it's athlete. literally, like, he's just trying to get his own Bo Jackson. This is right as Bo Jackson's happening. But that's the funniest fucking thing about this Bo Jackson thing. Well, it's because it's the only sport he could find that, it's the only person that was doing three sports was, or two sports was fucking Thurman Sparky Plug. So he's like, well, they've given me lemons. I'm going to make lemon pie that va tastes vaguely of blood. Like, it's all he could do to try it. It was basically, it's like, hey, do not fucking, 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 fucking make uh, a combination of um, wrestling and um, car racing because those are two southern, two groups of southern fans that should not intermingle because if they do, we'll get very <laughs> close to some bad things being said about Ahmed Johnson. Yeah, race wars will start. Yeah, I just like the idea of wrestling and. NASCAR being the two sports. It's like me walking around like, yeah, I guess you could say I'm a two-sport athlete. I play pool and darts. Exactly. Ooh, I'm a... I'm the Bo Jackson of stuff white people are into. I yacht and <laughs> I row. Uh, actually, you could say I'm multi-talented. I do cocaine and I'm drunk right yes. now. Yes. <laughs> I'm a two-star... I'm a two-star athlete. I uh, both uh, 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 jack off and have sex. <laughs> So he returned to the WWF January 11th, 1994. Vince McMahon apparently 
uh, put between 200000 and 500000 to create a car for Bob Hawley. But eventually, uh, the WWF withdrew that sponsorship. Uh, I'm not sure down to Bob's racing results, because he was kind of shit. Because, of course, he was just like a hobbyist, who then they were like, nope, do this. Because they also, uh, basically, he was, like, part-time, he was just racing cars. Like, Bob Hawley is a man who didn't have kids. That, But he actually did shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, he just didn't have kids because he really liked hobbies. Yeah, he didn't have kids because oh, no, he, does have he was kids too now, busy like, spaffing you know like, in, into bottles to lubricate him putting the bits of a ship in there. <laughs> he was a absolute master of the redneck arts. He's a survivalist, he's a pro wrestler, and he stock car raced. Come at me, bro. Guarantee he doesn't know his mother's first name, celebrates his dog's half birthday. <laughs> Her name's Mom! Fuck you! <laughs> it's so funny that you would try and name him Thurman Sparky Plug when his name is already Bob Holly. Like, that's the most... What's wrong with Bob Holly? I don't know. I'm... I'm... I think... I think Thurman Sparky Plug really doesn't get the love it deserves. I mean, it's pretty... Everyone remembers that name. There's very... Like, of that era... Yeah. Like, name anyone else who was Marty Jannetty's tag team partner. Uh, oh yeah, you're. I mean, you're good. We did an episode on this. Ooh, I know. <laughs> uh, cocaine and weird Facebook. Status. Correct. Those were two of them. I would have also accepted six month house arrest or Sean Walton, which is also his <laughs> his actual given name now is uh, six month house arrest. House arrest. Because that's what it feels like when you listen to his weird podcast. That for some reason he's like, I gotta I gotta do a shoot interview, but with a morning zoo type vibe. This is the weird thing, though. I'm glad you mentioned Janetti, is because Bob Holly um, wins the tag team titles with the one, two, three kid in the finals of a tournament to crown, uh, obviously, the new tag champs. They beat Bam Bam Bigelow and Tatanka, who at that time were part of the million dollar uh, corporation. And it's a retread of exactly what they did do with Marty Janetti and. One, two, three, kid. So it's kind of like they're reusing ideas on Bob Holly, and it's a year into his run as I Drive Stock Cars, Let's Fucking Party, and they're already making him an also-ran. They're already making him a uh, we-have-nothing-for-you fuck underdog guy. Underdog shit never works. His debut was not a thud. It was just like it was like a wet slap to the ground. It was like, why did anyone think this would... Work. Yes, he was some. It was some past of falling down, falling down, falling on the ground for it's, fuck's sake. It's real because he wanted because like Vince wanted like an actual athlete that. I mean, how could he not get a fucking Bob college Holly. football player to give up five hundred grand to? Because Vince also probably never wanted that guy to not be on the road. I guarantee he could have gotten Bo Jackson. At this point, Bo Jackson had no hips. Uh no, Bo Jackson was the weird. Uh, no, Bo Jackson had no hips by, like, 1991. He had double hip surgery. He fucked up his hips in, like, 91 playing game uh, uh, on the Raiders. Yeah. Bo Jackson's done by this point. This is De- Deion Sanders. Well, then this lines up perfectly, which was everyone talking about this was a year ago. Now it's time for Vince McMahon for somehow to hear about it. Does Vince McMahon get newspapers a year late? Like, sometimes it feels like he's just like, <laughs> ah, good. Time to make a movie influenced by the hit of the day, The Town. <laughs> Vince McMahon does manages every single thing about the WWE, so I guarantee he knows nothing. He knows nothing. Like he manages everything about this business so closely. No, 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 I understand that, but it's not like he misses things. It's that he hears about things way after. Oh, I know, because they're like, because he'll see someone watching the thing when it's been out on like. You know, when it's out on Netflix, and he's like, "What's this new movie?" And they're like, "This, this is the French." Yeah, uh, it's a never-ending story. Uh, why is this young baby writing this furry sperm? <laughs> I know. I'll have a big fucking. Yeah, sperm. give me Val Venus. He's gonna have say. a dog. No questions. <laughs> so. Bob was due to wrestle a 10-man tag match at WrestleMania 10, but was cut because of uh, time constraints. Basically, what happened was Sean Razor went, went long, um, which I'm sure is one of those things where you're like, oh, it's just another... Oh, who got in their face, by the way, after this match, and it's the best thing ever? 
Randy Macho pushed Man. past Vince McMahon to tell them to go fuck themselves. That's great. You were being disrespectful. Oh yeah, Ooh, just you being a bit disrespectful. Also, is can you put on this Elizabeth mask? I want to fuck you. Yeah, oh my god, how accurate. <laughs> um, Dylan, uh, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, things to look forward to. Uh, Bob Holly claims that he threatened the click, and they claim that never happened, or they would have shit in his bag a lot. Yolo. He he uh, teams with uh, Rad Radford. Yeah, yeah, Rad Radford, uh, as WCW called him, the Chris Farley of uh, wrestling, never connecting that they both died of a drug overdose. All right, see you after the break. I've been uh, I've been sl- I've been putting a cup on my skin mound where my dick is. So it actually makes my cock bigger. That's the start of this ad. Oh, Please go to patreon.com backslash wrestler review <laughs> and, donate, and donate to us. $5 gets you exclusive access to our Patreon feed and episodes ahead of time. For 25 bucks, you can select a wrestler to review. One guy did Buck Zumoff, who's a pedophile rapist, and we still reviewed him. God damn it. We have no allegiances. Go to Patreon to hear the Buck Zoom Off episode, also known as the time where two friends are pushed to the fucking edge. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review or rate us on iTunes. Subscribe. Throw yourself out a fucking window. Who gets a shit? We took a longer break than I stipulated. Know what that means? Dylan is no longer the hardcore Holly of this dynamic. He's Crash. I'm Molly. <laughs> there is no hardcore Ollie. No, that's Hobson. Hardcore Hobson. Yeah, he would be hard. He that's would be our he leader. Makes us watch hardcore porn every time yeah, we talk. He'd be, he, he's our leader. He's vastly underpaid based on the amount of work he's done, and he gets the least amount of credit and is the most deserving out of anyone associated with this program. God damn right. Literally, what most people want is just us to dry read his. Yeah, research. and unfortunately. Our own goddamn egos get in the goddamn way, much like Bob Holly's career. <laughs> we could do a we could do a fifteen. I thought about that. If you guys want, let me know on Twitter because legit, I was gonna I might do this where I just dry read Chris Hobson's wonderful goddamn research on the Patreon feed, so it's just hard, stiff facts that you cannot miss a second of. Or else you have no fucking idea what comes after that. Because this guy just writes down house show results. And I'm like, whoa. I don't give a shitty loss to Mabel. No, I do. I love it. I Let love me put it, it, it this way. He makes the Laps fan look like Tony Schiavone's podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Tony Schiavone, we are almost... We uh, Tony Schiavone almost has less information than we do. <laughs> like, and he was... I mean, I truly believe Tony Schiavone did not know he was working for a wrestling company. What I really like about Schiavone, though, is it's, like, clearly a man with children. Where it's like, like, Conrad Thompson has no kids, so he Not true. Conrad Thompson has a daughter that I assume he could not find. Oh, that's so funny. Conrad Thompson is marrying into the Flares in what is clearly some sort of complicated um, Ponzi scheme orchestrated by Ric Flair. Like, there is no way... This isn't about Conrad Thompson's money. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, the guy was smart enough, man. He fucking, he found out, he just discovered what everyone in wrestling discovers, which is these guys are performers with no managers, and you can felice them, bro. That's not a vape. That's Dylan actually breathing. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it is 1995. Uh, The clique... And Bob Holly don't get along. Basically, Bob Holly doesn't like people that do drugs. It, it's something you'll notice. Him and Mr. Kennedy, not pals. Him and John Michaels, not pals. Basically, Bob Holly is like, uh, you're weak if you do drugs. My only drug is rage and being complimentary to women. <laughs> you want to get a real high? Punch a dog. That makes me feel good. Yeah. Here's a real high. Be- Making sure that there's equal pay for equal work. Something you wouldn't expect me to care about, but I fucking do. <laughs> yeah. He's also a survivalist who doesn't say anything weird and racist, yeah, which, which is Which means he's either going to rule this planet or be the first one dead. <laughs> oh, buddy. Bob Holly. Bob Holly lives in the woods. Like, there's... You'll... 
if the apocalypse happens, we'll just be sorting through the woods, see an old man Alabama slamming someone. I'd be like, Bob Holland? He's like, I'm 86 years old! Now fuck me! If you want some of my berries! Basically what happened was Bob Ollie ordered a meal from catering, Shawn Michaels stole it and threw it out or did something to it. Bob Holly confronted him and his food remained untouched after that. The Click maintains that if this had actually happened, they would have shit in his bag every day and Kevin Nash would have beaten him up. I'm inclined to believe Bob Holly and that the Click were little scummy weasel boys and knew that they couldn't actually fucking uh, take this guy on for a variety of reasons, more than likely he had a crossbow somewhere that wasn't his bag. <laughs> also, Bob Holly just like, this is one thing about Thurman Sparky Plug that I forgot to mention is the funniest thing, is that he they're just making him be happy, and he's not a happy guy. Oh, that's a great point. So yeah. it's like, man, I wish this was on video, So I, but just like the idea of a guy trying to smile who's never smiled, <laughs> it's just like... I'm Sparkic Plug. I'm in this fucking stupid fucking car. I'm fucking happy. What the fuck do you want, Vince? What the fuck do you want me to do? Like, it's like he has no... He has no... He has no reference for what it's like to be a happy-go-lucky guy. Like, his dad was a part-time boxer at night in the South. And a welder. He was not raised to be a happy man. Like, he's raised to be like, you work, and then once a day, you get to have a piece of meat, and you close your eyes, because that's heaven, is chewing on that Yeah, basically, meat. Hardcore Holly Cake has, is also has panic attacks about sleeping after, uh, after dawn, because that meant that your dad would wake you up by screaming, didn't realize you were dead, and throwing dirt in your face. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, you missed your chores, and then just <laughs> just take an old shit and shove it in your throat. Yeah. Also, Bob right? also, as That's usual, did thing. not make good friends. He became friends with Psycho Sid, and basically yeah. they just hung out, and I assume Vince McMahon couldn't do anything to Sid, so he did it all to Bob Holly. Uh-oh. <coughs> At this point, Bob Holly leaves, becomes a welder again, and only returns when they offer to match his welding salary fuck you wrestling and as we've just covered on this podcast before because we are the greatest podcast he joins the new midnight yes. express bob holly and bart gun now is he bombastic bob or is he bodacious bob i think he's bombastic bob he's bombastic bob yes good to be just like bob and bart and they're supposed to be like cool guys like once again Nothing about Bob Holly says this guy parties. Like the the all they had to do ever, and I even include this in the name Hardcore Holly was name him Brutal Bob Holly, and then he just beats people up and loses sometimes. That's it. That's all you have to do. I mean, do. I don't know how you've nailed this, but you've absolutely nailed it. He just like takes no shit. That's it. Cause Holly and Hardcore Holly too. I didn't like that. No, I'll save that for next episode, because that's, like, a longer point. But this is the most important thing about this is essentially that it, uh, Bob Holly goes in the Brawl for All. The New Midnight Express are both in the Brawl for All, of course. Bart, uh, Bart Gunn wins the Brawl for All, and then they make him fight Butterbean, because why not? I mean, the guy, the guy literally made himself have his own push. Why not destroy that of immediately? Of course. Uh, and... Bob Holly was the only one that didn't get knocked out by Bart. Now, apparently, Bob Holly like, was on the phone with Bart Gunn. Like, Bob was riding with Bart Gunn at this time when he, Bart Gunn was talking about, talking to Vince, or talking to Bruce Pritchard going like, I'm gonna win this, I can just job to Dr. Death. And then they said, no, just fight him. And he said, I'm going to beat him up. So they also said that, also by the way, uh, this is considered the breakup of the new Midnight Express. I know you're like, what? But that my tag team, they were my favorite. Um, except Vince Russo and Vince McMahon didn't think it would be because they're like, no, why? This isn't the end of this tag team. And it's like, you just had them fist fight. The tag team's over. And it's like, no. That's very interesting. Because what it was is like, it's a shoot. So it has nothing to do with real wrestling. And Jim Cornette apparently didn't stop ever swearing. 
Like he was just like, you fat kid, fat, 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 fat. Well, I understand that. I understand if it was a different tag team. Like if it was a, like, let's say it was like you could get away with this totally if it was Bradshaw and Farouk uh, during the uh, let's drink beer and fucking. That's basically the only tag team you could get away with it for. Like you could get away with it with. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of anyone else. I think that honestly, like Bob Holly not getting knocked out by Bart Gunn, it sounds silly, but like really vote voted well for him later on where it's like the hardcore holly character maybe took off a bit because you're like oh this guy actually is tough look this guy knocked everyone else out like he, this guy knocked out bradshaw dr death and i forget the third guy but he knocked out three of the four people he faced in the brawl for all except for um you know brutal bob holly uh this is something i forgot is that he was in the job squad in 1998 and the job squad was great just basically a bunch of jobbers that come together. Al Snow, Bob Holly, and Too Cold Scorpio form the Job Squad, which kind of shits on Too Cold Scorpio considering he's so good, but they never really liked him. They were like, you're Flash Funk. You're like a pimp, but we're never going to say that yet. Okay, cool. What's my other part of my character? I don't know. We're a big fucking you think women? You think women are property and you have a big dick? I don't know. It's mostly the big dick thing. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you do tights, but your dick's out? <laughs> Get your big fucking cock flopping all over the place, and then I suck it. Wait, nope. <laughs> Can you... Yeah. Um, your gimmick is you'd, you'd show me your dick. <laughs> your gimmick is let's fuck yeah. right now. <laughs> not like It's not gay. It's just I'm so enamored with it. <laughs> Gilbert was also in the job squad. I think the job squad's still a great idea. Just a bunch of like... Because they do jobber stables now, i.e. the uh, the men who have all pretty much become champion, expect for Heath Slater, three-man band, uh, 3MB, the Drew McIntyre, Ginger Mahal, and Heath Slater, but they don't call them straight-up jobbers, which I think is a great thing, just like the We Lose stable. And Al Snow had started this, of course, ECW, in yeah, ECW, yeah. and they brought it to WWF at the time. And I think it was really good, just, like, legit, just saying, yes, we're all undercard wrestlers, yes, we all lose, but that fucking stops right goddamn now, and let's attack people, use our numbers. Of course, they did get murdered by Kane a bunch of times, but that was, that's your prerogative, that's what yeah, you want with this everyone kind of sit down. There he, was a time when people were actually surprised when Kane came to the ring, as opposed to now when it's just, well, we need someone to wrestle for the WWE Championship to get pinned. Just like I was thinking, man, like, 25 percent dip in raw and everyone's wondering why that is it's like there's five hours of it dude even if it was just three hours people would watch it people like nxt man that's six hours of wrestling fuck that like even if raw was three hours and you just all rammed it into three hours people would be pumped there's so much wrestling now people would be pumped they'd watch raw of course they would no one wants to watch five six fucking hours of the same fucking shit it, and plus, it's all formulaic. No one wants to watch five or six hours of me fucking, and it's so good. Oh, man, that live stream you have is great, though. Go to John's Patreon page called John Fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. You wouldn't think that I would use so many bags filled with the Vaseline, but I do. Upwards of three bags. <laughs> he fills a bunch of uh, winter gloves with Vaseline, and he really goes at it. I'm quoting myself here. It takes a lot to satisfy me. You know what? I like that. Quoting yourself? Good stuff. Bob Holly is officially Hardcore Holly when he wins the Hardcore Championship and defeats Al Snow to permanently end the job squad. And we'll pick up right after Next that. week, right here on The Wrestler Review, Dylan, what is your favorite thing about Bob Holly this iteration? Best thing about Bob? Him trying to be happy while playing like a, a white meat 80s baby face is really good. Or it's like, hey kids, don't fucking... Don't eat goddamn cookies, all right? Don't fucking eat cookies. I swear to fucking God, if you little fat fucks eat cookies, I will fucking rip your goddamn throat out. What do you mean we have to do it again? Fuck you, Vince. Fuck you. It's great. I think best thing is it proves how good of a guy... Har like, Hardcore Holly seems like he should be number one on our shit list, and he is a great guy that we still think is a bad person. Yeah, if you really want to be like, oh, I like Hardcore Holly now, listen to this interview with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin on Stone Cold's podcast. It's very, very endearing, and uh, you really get the feeling that Hardcore Holly like just had good days and bad days and was one of the boys. Also, casually just mentions, he's like, well, I'm 215 now. Of course, I mean, I was on the gas when I was in WWF. Like, he just casually mentioned steroids, like because he's like, yeah, of course everyone was on steroids. Yeah. Like, <laughs> 
He's the only guy who, who, this guy quit a job like we all wanted to, where it's 2009, he leaves the company, and in 2010, he's like, I'm gonna write a book called Fuck You, and it's just a list of people I fucking hate. Like, it was like, that's the whole book. It's so fucking good. Uh, very endearing, man. Um, I'm surprised his eyes didn't bleed when he was playing a white meat baby face. <laughs> I'm Bob Holly, stock car racing. Uh, blood from the eyes, and he's just shaking. Also, here's my up. question. What the fuck is the difference between stock car and then, like, Formula One or NASCAR? Or is NASCAR another word for stock Better car? Cars. NASCAR is just, like, really good stock car racing. Formula One is, Formula One is actually, like, fast cars. <laughs> I'm into it now. Uh, worst thing about Bob Holly of this era, here's mine. Uh, that he didn't just full-on punch Shawn Michaels in the fucking face. That was the worst thing? I'm going to say that's the worst thing. All right. Here's what I think the worst thing might be. I think the worst thing is uh, I'm literally going on Google right now and trying to find it. Yeah, I don't think he had a finishing move. <laughs> he just didn't have a finishing I move. I mean, both things are bad. Yours, much worse. I think actually, you know what? I'll change it because no, no worries. You don't decide your own finishing move. Uh, the new Midnight Express in the Brawl for All are the worst things. The fact that the Brawl for All went forward, basically, who's like, who's the referee? This other guy who fake fights is insane. Like, the imagining them just letting Dean Ambrose and Elias real fight in the ring now is fucking insane like it's insane that they let that happen i would love to watch old brawl for all footage and just be like what the fucking fuck is happening because i watched like one old fight and it's like so clear these guys are just bar brawlers it's fucking fucked anyway that's hardcore holly part one that's right baby i was gonna try and list off all the people that have had part uh one part shows i'll do that next all week. i know is hulk hogan had the most parts and it's almost 12 hours long Hulk Hogan had four parts. Macho Man had four parts. Hardcore Holly, two or three. We have Roddy Piper, yet. four parts. I think that's it. I mean, you gotta save it for the greats. Macho Man, Roddy, Hulk, and Hardcore. You know what I'm saying? That's it for this week. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Uh, we have a bunch of new patrons on the Patreon. Thank you very much. We will be doing an episode on Jimmy Snuka coming up. John is, of course, doing his sold-out shows with Caviar and Wet Pussy in Australia. So we're just waiting to get research for Snuka. Everything's a bit labored at this point because we're both very busy. So we will be releasing a however many part on Jimmy Snuka, the man, the myth, the murderer, uh, on our Patreon feed coming up. And let us know how you think on Twitter, uh, at Wrestler Review. We're on Instagram, at Wrestler Review, the Wrestler Review podcast on Facebook. If you're a new patron, thank you very much. And you can email us to get a copy of all of our albums, all of our goddamn comedy albums. That's like, how much shit is that? Like 19 hours of blowjob jokes? That's pretty sick. Oh, it's way more than 19 hours of blowjob. It's at least 24 hours. It's a blowjob joke for every hour. Oh, yeah, baby. It's the greatest day of our fucking lives. Thanks very much for listening, guys. You guys are all so nice. Come over to my house. Kiss me on my dinky, but no kissing on my mouth mouth. That's Yeah, right. it's weird. Dylan is okay with full penetrative sex. Kissing is something he only does with his wife. That's a line, and I yeah. will not cross it. Thank you very much I for listening, I do this with guys. her, is what both Dylan and Hardcore Holly say about Dylan's wife.